Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's Jennifer here, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the concept of decluttering breakthroughs and how they can make a real difference to your decluttering journey. What are decluttering breakthroughs? Basically, this is an idea that came to me when I was in the shower this morning. When I was showering, I was thinking about recording a podcast episode and what I wanted to talk about. And I was reflecting back on my own decluttering journey. For those of you who are new here, I'm a reformed shopaholic. So as you can imagine, I used to have a lot of clutter. You know, my home was just overflowing with stuff. And over, you know, the past decade, a little more than that now, I have downsized to the point where I currently live with my family of four in a 660 square foot apartment. And obviously this didn't happen overnight, but I was just thinking about how it did happen. And what most people expect is that it would be a fairly linear process. A lot of people, I think, think that decluttering is a little bit like housework, like spring cleaning, and you just have to like roll up your sleeves and get into it and get it done. And then the results that you get are relevant to the time and the effort that you put in. But in my experience, that has not always been the case. I mean, yes, time and energy are important. If you don't have any time or any energy, you're not going to get anything done. But what I found when I was decluttering is that often I would show up, I would make the time, I would be there doing the work, but I wouldn't get much done. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, you know, where you've spent like an hour or two hours decluttering. And then at the end, you look around and you think, gosh, is this all I've got to show for it? Do you know what I mean? And so that's how I found a lot of my decluttering journey went. And then I would have these breakthroughs where I'd kind of have like an aha moment and I would get a ton done in a short period of time. And then I'd kind of, again, if we're looking over, you know, several years, close to a decade, it wasn't like these breakthroughs happened all the time. It was like plateaus. So I would have this breakthrough and then I'd declutter a whole bunch of stuff and then I'd kind of exist on that plane for a while. And then I would have another breakthrough and I would get rid of more stuff, etc. And so then repeating that process of having these breakthroughs over the course of many years is how I got to the point where, as I said, we live quite comfortably in 660 square feet. So what I was thinking about when I was in the shower this morning, actually thinking about what to talk about on today's podcast was how can I help people? What can we do to intentionally create these breakthroughs. And to be clear, I think that it's normal for decluttering to be hard. There's a lot of emotion. There's so much tied up, wrapped up in letting go of your stuff. So I'm not trying to imply that people should expect that they should declutter their home in a weekend or in a week even. But there are things that we can do to try and speed the whole decluttering process up. So I was really trying to pinpoint in my mind, what were the things that helped me the most? And so that's what this episode is going to be about. I'm just going to share some of these top tips to try to help you have your own decluttering breakthroughs, right? So if you're feeling like you're in a bit of a plateau, you feel like you're doing lots of work, but you're not making any real progress, this episode is for you, okay? So the very first thing I want you to know is that 
there is a big difference between knowing how to declutter and knowing how to let go. Okay. And this is where I think, you know, if you find yourself, for example, in a cycle of like, you're always reading blog posts and you're like, just wondering, you know, why is this so hard for me? And you've read like 50,000 articles about how to declutter, but you're still not making any progress. This is the reason why. Because decluttering in and of itself is not very difficult, right? The concept is just you go through stuff, you decide what to keep, and you know, you get rid of what you don't want, right? It's very basic. You don't really need help learning how to do that, but it's the how to let go that's a challenge. And sometimes the first step is just acknowledging that that part is hard so that you're not beating yourself up for, you know, struggling so much. Because one thing I will say is that that's something that I'd struggled with a lot when I was decluttering. Like in the beginning, I remember being really distressed, thinking, why is this so hard for me? You know, when I see everybody on the internet who's making so much progress so quickly. In fact, it actually made me laugh because I was reading through an old blog post the other day. And one of the comments was like, how do you do it? It sounds like it's so easy for you. And no, no, it was not so easy for me. It was really, really hard. And what actually kept me stuck on one of those plateaus was that I was like internalizing shame that it was hard, right? I was really beating myself up for taking my time. And that just made the whole process harder, if that makes sense. It's like if you are constantly like you're trying to get into shape and when you go to the gym and you're struggling every time you're like trying to, I don't know, you're on the treadmill or whatever, and it's not easy for you if you're sitting there God, you're such an idiot, or you know, you're never going to get in shape, or you just can't do this. Well, of course, it's going to be a lot harder, right? Whereas if you come in with the mindset saying, hey, I know that getting in shape is hard, it's going to take some time, I just need to practice, and you have that kindness and that self-compassion, that's going to make it easier to keep going. And so the same applies for decluttering, but I just don't know if that's talked about enough. People just sort of make it out like it's this really simple process that everyone should know how to do. And so if you are in that mindset, that might actually be one of the things that's keeping you stuck on a plateau. You're just not acknowledging that it can be hard and that's okay. Just get that off the bat. And then once you start showing up with yourself with some kindness and self-compassion, the things that will help you have these big aha moments are almost always like perspective shifts is the best way that I can describe it. And setting aside decluttering for a moment It's like, have you ever gone through periods in your life where something happens and then your priorities shift or just the way you see the world is a little bit different, right? Like you might be having a day and you're like so stressed about what's happening at work or you're just worried about getting your housework done. All these little things are weighing on you and then something happens. Your sister has a baby. Someone gets in a car accident. I mean, I hate to be morbid, but it could be good. It could be bad. It could just be anything like that. But then just everything shifts and you're like, oh my gosh, I was worrying about all these things and they're not really that important when I take that step back and kind of remember what life is about. And so intentionally creating that kind of perspective shift when you're decluttering can be really, really powerful. So there's so many different ways that you can do that, but I I share a few ideas for you. But just the concept that it's a perspective shift is really important because, again, I just want to reiterate that so many people focus on the practical, physical aspect of decluttering, where really it's like that, what's that saying, that sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. They don't ever pause to think about the mental work. 
And if you spend a little time just thinking, right, you don't have to be in there with your hands and your clutter going through boxes, just thinking first, giving yourself a little space to reset your mind before you start your work, you're more likely to have a breakthrough. So what are some of the different ways that we can have a breakthrough? I actually wrote a blog post with some ideas just the other day. I'll link it in the show notes. It's called 10 Ways to Get Rid of Clutter Quickly and Easily. But one of the ones that I really like on there was this idea of thinking about your stuff as your legacy. You can do this with yourself, or I've worked with clients who are trying to declutter things from a parent, maybe, or a loved one, someone who's passed on, and now they're going through their stuff and they're finding it very overwhelming. Obviously, there's a lot of emotional attachment, but if you take a big step back and maybe if you don't even think about your clutter, right, just think about yourself or your loved one and think, what do I want to be remembered for? What is the legacy that I want to leave to the world? And then when you have that kind of vision in your head, take another look at your clutter with these fresh eyes and see if you see things differently. Now, of course, not everything is a legacy item, right? Like my, you know, toilet bowl cleaner is not something that, you know, says anything about me. But still, just having this mindset can be really helpful. And sometimes it's not even just about the stuff. It's like, do I want to be the kind of person Like when I leave my legacy, do I want to be remembered as like the kind of person who is always stressed out looking for stuff? Do I want to be remembered as the kind of mom who was always cleaning or, you know, shuffling piles of laundry around? Or do I want to be remembered as the kind of mom who was present with my kids, right? And so that, which is kind of unrelated from stuff, at least on the surface, can be a powerful motivator. Okay, well, then it's sort of like that whole tapping into your why, right? Because then when you go to declutter, you're thinking, oh, before I was like going through this drawer of kitchen utensils and I was really stressing out between, you know, do I need this whisk or do I need these mini wooden spoons, right? And now you have a new perspective. You're like, actually, who cares? What I want to be is the type of person who doesn't care so much about what kitchen utensils I have. And of course, I do want to point out this is very personal. There are no rules with minimalism. Let's just say cooking, for example, is a huge part of who you are. And you do want to be remembered as someone who created a really wonderful, inviting space in the kitchen. So maybe for you personally, you might have more kitchen stuff than for someone else. And that's fine. I don't like to shame. Like when I use examples, I'm not trying to shame you into thinking that you should get rid of certain things. The whole point, though, is just to think about your legacy what's most important for you. Just, you know, if someone was looking on your life and how you were living, what would you want them to remember? And actually on that note, I brought up this concept, I think in a workshop I taught a few years ago and I was reading the other day some of the comments on that workshop and someone picked up on this legacy thing and said it was quite well-timed because they were actually going through and decluttering, I think someone's father-in-law or something like that had passed and left so much stuff And they were sort of joking among themselves, like, oh, you know, so wants us to remember him, or we'll certainly remember him now. And of course, that's like a bit of tongue in cheek. But that is kind of the idea, right? How do you want to be remembered? And your stuff is kind of a living legacy of that. So sometimes just taking on that new perspective can help you have a breakthrough. Alternatively, if you find that thinking that far (laughs) into the future is a bit daunting, and the legacy idea is a bit doesn't really resonate with you, Sometimes it's as simple as just thinking, how do I want to be living in five years? I read this really good book, which I can't remember the name. (laughs) No, I think it was called Anti-Time Management. It might be that. So I do apologize. Gosh, I'm really horrible at quoting things. 
But the whole concept was to think about the life that you want in the future, to imagine what it's like, and to then bring it forward. How can we start living that kind of life today? And I really like that in that if you are imagining how you want to be living in five years, what do you want your life to be like? You don't have to have all the details, just kind of daydream, right? Just sit on your sofa. That's it's work you can do, you know, with your feet up and just daydream about the life that you want. Then when you get up to start decluttering, just ask yourself, if I was living that life now, would I want to keep these things? And again, that can just create a perspective shift that really just helps you see things in new light. And you'd be like, oh yeah, these things that I thought were so important, all of a sudden, I don't care. That's another way that you can create a powerful perspective shift. Another way is, as some of you may know, I originally grew up in the US. I moved to Australia, gosh, almost 20 years ago, but I've had some pretty big moves since then. I went back to the US for a little while. I've lived in different cities across Australia. And I always find that the shift of moving (laughs) is a great way to declutter because you look at everything differently when you realize that you're physically going to have to clean it and pack it up and carry it or pay for storage or pay for shipping, etc. And that's always been a big leap forward in my decluttering. And so again, you've probably heard this tip before, but it's always worth reminding because it is a pretty powerful one. You don't have to actually move. You can just think as if you are moving, right? You just sort of ask yourself, would this be worth it? Would this be worth packing up, cleaning, shipping? Or like the one that always resonates most with me because I'm quite physically weak. It's like, oh my God, can I imagine I'm going to carry all these boxes down to the car, right? That right there is enough for me to want to declutter now to just be kind to my future self. So there's all these different ways. Oh, actually, another one that I haven't mentioned that I think is really powerful is to think about decluttering as self-care or as a gift, right? A way of being kind to yourself. One thing I talk about a lot, I actually sent an email out to some of my readers earlier this week, is the way that most people, we stress about decluttering because we're so focused on what we're getting rid of and that feels painful, right? You're like, oh, I've spent so much money on this and oh, I might use that someday. We're really focused on all those kind of like, I guess, negative outcomes of letting go of our stuff. But on a balancing standpoint, we don't really tend to pay any attention to the negative impact of having this stuff in our home and our lives, right? So we sort of say, oh, if I get rid of that shirt, I might need that someday. And that feels really horrible. But we don't say actually looking at my closet every day and it being overflowing and not being able to find the clothes that I want to wear And also seeing tons of stuff that I don't fit or being reminded of all the money that I've spent on clothes that I don't wear, that is a huge hit to my general well-being and it adds so much stress and anxiety to my daily life. But I don't even notice that. Instead, I tend to like fixate on the cost of one particular item. So that is another big mind shift is sort of saying, actually, I deserve this. And yes, there's an expense to the things that I'm decluttering, but hey, that's okay because sometimes we just do things for ourselves, and that's important. And actually, on another side note, I was at a writer's festival actually last weekend and I saw Dr. Norman Swan, he's an Australian doctor and medical journalist, speak. And he pointed out something that was really interesting to me and he was just talking about the aging process not so much like from a physical standpoint, this isn't like, you know, about wrinkles and things, but in terms of your body 
aging better so that you can have a better quality of life. And one thing he said that ages you is that when you have a lack of control, a lack of agency, so when you feel like you're not living your life, you feel like sort of your life is running you, if that makes sense, that it causes a lot of internal stress. And that actually causes an inflammation response in your body. And that causes like chronic inflammation and actually decreases your lifespan and leads to all sorts of health issues. And when he said that, and I was sort of sitting in the audience, one thing that really spoke to me is that when you talked about that lack of agency, that lack of control, I know that that's how often a lot of people feel in their homes when they have a lot of clutter, right? They feel like their lives are being, their stuff is sort of managing them instead of the other way around. Instead of living the life that they want, they spend all their time managing their stuff. And so it was actually really interesting. Obviously, I'm not going to imply that minimalists are more healthy or anything like that. Health is a very complicated issue, which I'm not qualified to talk about. But that just one little aspect of it, and just that way that you can kind of reclaim that agency of your own home by decluttering, spoke to me. So I think that could be the perspective shift that you need to help you have a decluttering breakthrough. That's a really good, a really important point, I guess, that I want to make too, is that these ideas, everyone is different, obviously. And what thought or what mindset shift helps you have a breakthrough is going to be different for everyone. So it's really important to just spend some time thinking, experimenting with different ideas, actually really getting to the heart of what your values are, what is important to you in your life, and then intentionally sitting down and thinking about ways to frame decluttering differently. How can we think differently about our clutter in ways that'll make it easier to let go? Okay, so hopefully those were a few ideas that'll help you. But what I found is that it's really like a massive productivity hack. It might not feel like just sitting around and thinking about your clutter is very important, But when you have that aha moment, it's like a little like flick is switched in your mind. And then when you physically find that time and energy to sit down and declutter, you get so much more done in a short time because everything just feels different. You look at your clutter differently and you're like, oh, you know, I was obsessing over keeping over this sweater and now I can just let go. As I said, it's a little bit complicated. I do have a course that I run twice a year called Clear Your Clutter. The next session will be open in July. So you can visit simplyfiercely.com slash clear your clutter to get on the wait list and to learn more about the program. But that's actually a huge part of what we do throughout the whole course is we spend a lot of time talking about your relationship with clutter, the different ways that we relate to our stuff so that we can create those breakthroughs so that you can have those aha moments that make it easier to let go. But if you can't join me for the program, definitely just take some of these tips on board, experiment with the different ideas And let me know what works for you. Actually, if you are on social media, I am on Instagram at Simply Fiercely. Hop on over there, send me a DM. Let me know if anything worked for you. Okay, so have a wonderful week and thank you as always for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time, thanks again.